Welcome to the Closer and Closer podcast, a podcast about expanding your creative capacity. Each week, we interview inspiring creatives to help you grow your freelance career. All right, let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody. My name is Drew Melton. I'm the founder here at Closer and Closer. Um, and today I have Jose Reyes on the podcast. Um, if you don't remember, we had Jose on about six months ago, last summer. And um, Jose is a creative director and founder at Metalip Creative. He has led award-winning brand launches, magazine redesigns, and digital efforts on behalf of the team and the clients there for almost 20 years. In 2020, he served as a co-chair of the Society of Publication Designers, um, the Pub 55 Awards, and it was a recent guest on the Creative Rising podcast. Um, Jose, I loved our last conversation. It's so good to have you back. Thanks for making time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. So to start things off, I really just want to recap because I feel like as we were talking you know, in the before the podcast, so much has happened in the last six months. I think for both of us, um, mm-hmm. it's amazing that we're still in the situation that we're in, you know, collectively and individually. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's been a lot of surprises and twists and turns. So since the last time that we've talked, what have you been seeing in your world, uh, as a, a small creative agency owner? Oh my gosh. Um, I, <laughs> it's basically been a world of uncertainty. Um, mm. and I think this past year was, just the epitome of that. And so I've been really thinking about this idea of uncertainty and what that means in running a, in running a design firm in mm-hmm. 20, 2020 and then now 2021. And um, mm-hmm. I mean, I there have been incredible challenges. And um, I think some of the things that we, we've seen, if, it, if it's all right to share a story about mm-hmm. kind of even going back to 2019, which was like, wow, 2019, when was that? Those were, those were like amazing times. Um, but, you know, for us, you know, May of 2019 was a really amazing time because our agency, we were, you know, we were at a high, there was, there's 12 of us on the team and we had just gone to New York and we were at the Society of Publication Design Awards and we just, it was, we were all on a high, it was like high fives and we had just won some, some very notable things and we were all hanging out. And I just remember afterwards thinking, this is really, this is really great. And I also had this feeling of, is this, is this the end of this team? And it was the weirdest, it was the weirdest thing to have go through my head because it was like, could we, could we get any better than this? And, Mm. and then pretty soon thereafter, we had a couple of our team members move on. And then, um, and then by February, you know, COVID stuff started coming up. And, and then in March, it really came down. And then one of our, another like lynch, linchpin person in our team moved on. And then we started working from home. Uh, I know y'all are tracking with me now. Then we started working from home and then the calls started dropping off. And then BLM started happening and the world mm-hmm. was shutting down and the country started becoming even more deeply divided. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was, I was looking at some numbers and, you know, from a, 
from an agency perspective, our fee income was down 20% in 2020, mm-hmm. which is not bad when you consider uh, kind of the different types of economies that are going on in the country. So I think from mm-hmm. as a design firm, we were able to um, manage that pretty well. Um, and a lot of that was due to just relationships that we had with clients and that kind of thing. But then mm-hmm. when we look back over the second quarter of 2020, we were down almost 40%. Mm-hmm. Oh, we saw the same um, thing. We lost hundreds of thousands of dollars of projects yeah, within yeah. three weeks. And we they were just week. fun. It was, it was shocking. It was, it was shocking. <laughs> Absolutely. And there's no, there's really no other word for it. And so, um, and then, you know, this interesting thing started happening where we have the, this sort of um, this thing where you have multiple layers coming on top of each other where we had lost some team members and things started shifting and this something was happening in our team and sort of the morale and it really felt like we were all suffering, but we weren't really talking about it. And we were all sort of doing our own thing, even though we were like, you know, well, we're doing fine and we had projects, that kind of a thing. But um we all were sort of feeling sort of the pain of it, but we didn't weren't quite sure how to handle that. And so mm-hmm. um, this in September, we finally just said, you know, we need to talk about this. Like we need to air it out. And so we came together as a team and we kind of spent several hours just saying, what is going on? And we realized, soon realized that there was a lot of pain, I think, that people were going through that just weren't, they weren't, they just didn't know how to share that in an office format. And it just opened up an incredible amount for our team, for us to just say where we were, um, all of us, honestly. And there were, (laughs) I'm just going to sound crazy, there were a lot, there were a lot of tears, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people sharing about how hard it has been for them. Not, mm-hmm. not, not just from a work perspective, but just from a life perspective. And we really got to meet people where they were. And I think they got to meet us too, because as owners, you know, we face and we carry a much different, a much different burden than they do. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they just aren't, they don't have access to that. And so mm-hmm. we don't necessarily mm-hmm. share that. And so we got to share some of that. And I think they were, you know, pretty surprised at, you know, oh, wow, you know, it's not just me that I'm, you know, suffering. And so mm-hmm. um, we came through that and it, it just sort of like reshifted us and began to stabilize us in, a, in an interesting way. And his mm. work started coming back a little bit. Um, but then in November, we lost another designer. Um, mm. and, it, and it wasn't really because we didn't have the work or because we weren't doing good work. It was just this sort of this class from that like May of 2019 they were all just moving on. It was just, it was their time wow. and they had been with us for so long. And so, um, you know, we've really had to face this, this idea of the uncertainty. Um, and mm-hmm. that's been not just from a, Hey, you're, you're losing clients or work is drying out, but mm-hmm. the uncertainty of, of like, who's going to stay, who's going to go, how do we, how do we rebuild a team? What's mm-hmm. the next iteration? And so there's just so, there's just so much there. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make sure I said, you know, Jose runs a small agency. I don't want that to come across as condescending. Uh, we're a small agency. And what I love about what Jose does is being a small agency, you kind of you're in this in-between place where you kind of you're above the freelance perspective, mm-hmm. but you're not a giant agency where you're dealing with the sort of the same struggles that a, a corporate structure has. And I love personally, I love organizations that are 10 to 20 people. That can be mm-hmm. super lean and high creativity and high touch. 
Um, and that's what I really, really appreciate and enjoy about mm-hmm. Metal Leap and Jose. And every time we've worked with them, it feels like mm-hmm. there's that um, that spirit to it. Um, you know, that really cool small business spirit where everyone can make a real contribution. Um, and one of the things that we want you guys today, as you're listening to this, to walk away with um, is a grounded perspective on where we feel like the, the industry is at. Um, Jose and his agency, they've done a lot of work in publication and publication includes a lot of illustration and art. And so even though it might not directly draw a line to you guys in your career, um, we feel like you know the state of his work as an agency and what they're doing um, hopefully can give you some perspective as a, as a freelancer, as someone as, who aspires to be an artist, um, whatever position you're in, hopefully it can give you a grounded um, perspective right now. Um, which leads me to the next question that I have, which is how do we do what we do in, in times of great uncertainty? You know, I think we've never collectively lived through so much uncertainty, chronically mm-hmm. speaking. There's been wars, there's been all sorts of things in my lifetime that were uncertain, economic bubbles and collapses, but nothing where we were dealing with the same level of uncertainty, isolation, and unpredictability. And so for you, how have you sort of navigated this time? Yeah, um, a big thing is that we've just had some key people in place. Um, I think I know that you've got a coach and mentor and Mm -hmm. uh, we have one too. I work with my wife. She's my business partner. And so the two Mm -hmm. of us for at least the last eight years, we've always worked with someone. There has been somebody who's been like the half generation above us who's coaching us that we could just (laughs) we could just dump all of our stuff on. That's and they're amazing. listening and they're guiding us through it. And so, um, and, that, and that has come in all sorts of ways. And so um, I just can't imagine, I, I can't really imagine doing this thing alone. Even, mm-hmm. even though I'm doing it with my wife, I can't imagine not having somebody else, a third party who's really neutral um, mm-hmm. still, but they're for us, but yep. they also understand and they can sit in a space where they're being unaffected so that they can bring a lot of calm Yep. And and groundedness, I think, to it. And so, um, a way in which that showed up last year in a really in a really great way is just some advice that was given to us, and it was really around this all of this idea of uncertainty, and that um, something that I've written down and I sort of reflect on maybe more often than not. But uh, they said to really consider new ideas and possibilities. You have mm. to have the ability. You have to have the ability to sit and rest in the unknown. And I think that there's this sense that uncertainty is uh, like it's danger, it's, it's, uh, it's the end or whatever, and realizing that it's actually, it always exists, right? Yeah. There's uncertainty at all times and that it, it intrudes, um, but it's always there to some sort of degree. And I think the key really is to figure out, you know, whether those things that are sort of bubbling up, do they matter or not? Mm. You know, um, are they going to cause us to change our decisions or where we're going or whatever? And I think as, as business owners, you know, one of the key things that is really um, that's, that's in our sort of domain is to set the speed, um, Mm -hmm. to set the direction, to set, um, you know, how fast we're going to get there, how, which culture, what's the culture going to be like with what we're making. And so Mm -hmm. um, I think when we start thinking about that, we need to just think about designing plans um, around those sorts of things. And I think, that has been a really great insight is that when you start thinking like, and you saying things like, Oh my gosh, everything is so uncertain that, mm-hmm. you know, 
we say that because we actually want certainty in our life. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. And, and I read someone say somewhere recently where they were talking about America as a democracy is actually creative chaos. There's some element <laughs> of chaos. And, uh -huh. and this wasn't, this wasn't, this had nothing to do with current times. It was a book that was published. Well, actually, no, I think it was published in the middle of COVID. So maybe this mm -hmm. sort of had a direct relationship, but what they talked about is the chaos, some level of chaos is necessary for mm -hmm. creativity to happen. Yep. And so yep. um, to me, to sort of shift our perspective and go, when we look at the, the restaurants that are finding ways to do takeout and finding ways to keep their business going in new and different ways for all of us who've learned what's truly important, how much you know, human connection matters, um, you know, how much time maybe we're wasting mm -hmm. on stuff that wasn't a big deal. We just were so used to it. Yeah, and so yep. chaos, a little uncertainty, um, or a lot in our case, maybe what can feel like an unbearable amount of it. There is, um, one of my mentors would always say, there's gold in this. And you just have to yeah. keep your eyes open. He's like, look for the gold. I yeah. just, he would just reiterate it every month when we'd talk. Mm -hmm. And that yep. was so powerful. Yeah, that's great. That's really great. And I think that's really true, especially if, um, you know, part of our... One of the one of the things that came up through this was that we have a real responsibility that um, you know our economy is dependent on us um, continuing and to maintain and do what we can and and then you when there are people that are that are on your team and they work for you you know mm -hmm. they're looking at you for state for things to be stable and so there's a lot that um, is um, Kind of a little nerve-wracking but it's also it gives you purpose and it gives you a uh, mission mm -hmm. i think in those moments and whether or not you're on a small team or a large team i mean we have these obligations that i think it's uh you know it's really important that we don't lose sight of that and that's and that's uh you know that's a place of, of leadership too and so what do you mm -hmm. do in those times of uncertainty and i think mm -hmm. that um you know you're really trying to find a space where you can be creative like you were saying and mm -hmm. where do we go from here because ultimately, mm -hmm. uncertainty drives creativity. Um, yep. And so, how are we going to solve this? And um, you know, something that came from that that I kind of shared uh, before was that you know it's really important in times of uncertainty to be like as transparent as you can. Mm. Um, so, if let's say, for example, it's somebody who is you know afraid of losing their job, um, right? So you just you have to just talk to them about that. Like right. people, people handle really bad news if they know that it's coming, yeah. um, as opposed to it just being a surprise. And so being more forthright or just exposing more of what's going on, I think mm -hmm. actually provides a great grounding, even in the mm -hmm. midst of like, I don't know. So Jose, my question for you is how do we do what we do in times of great uncertainty? Yeah. Um, I think that there's, we have to know that that there's always uncertainty and acknowledge the uncertainty in our lives um, and that it's everywhere. I mean, it's really, it's, it's, we deal with it all the time, whether we're driving, you know, where we're going or mm -hmm. let's say we're, <laughs> where we're going to eat out. There's uncertainty with that. And so we already have these sort of built-in skills about it, but I think it's when we have to exercise them in times of like great uncertainty, it actually mm -hmm. can help us um, better cope and it creates mm -hmm. better coping abilities for us. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, when we're when we're in that space, I think we just need to not not lose sight that there is a there's a way through, 
and we have to plan for that. Um, and, uh, and we also have to allow uncertainty to sort of drive our quest for sort of creativity to through the situation. When you talked a little bit about having mentors and one of the things that I think gets lost a little bit in creative culture, at least from what I've seen, um, because a lot of freelance artists do work remote, they do work on their own. You know, they might have interactions with people that they look up to or that are sort of like heroes to them in their creative world. But talk about the role. I would love to hear you talk a little bit more about the role of having mentors and that process of finding people Mm -hmm. that you've given permission to have input in your life and kind of how that's come about. Because I remember when I was an artist that that idea for me was so like, so you just reach out to someone and ask if they'll mentor you. Like (laughs) you just ask someone if you can, you know, beyond apprenticing, what does that sort of look like? And Uh just tell us a little bit about your journey with that and the impact that it's made on your creativity and your leadership as a business owner. Yeah. Um, well, I think it, mentorship is such a big word that we often think that it's like, oh, wow, I'm going to get into this really deep relationship and it's going to go on for years. And like, who's got, who's got time for that? Right. Yeah. Right. But I think, you know, mentoring actually, you know, it takes on all sorts of different forms. And so you can have like these little moments where somebody is mentoring you where they don't even realize that. Right. And mm-hmm. so you're just like gleaning from them. And then you can get into definitely into a relationship that is more like prescriptive where it's like, oh, once a quarter I'm getting together. And like in the old days, you know, oh, let's get together for coffee, you know, and face to face and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I think for me, um, the way that that has showed up has been like when I first got into the into the business, I had and maybe I shared this on the last podcast. But when I first got into the business, like I moved to Atlanta and I was working at a massive agency for about three months and then I got fired. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you recall that. And then, yep. and then after that, I, um, I met a, uh, an owner of an agency that was one of like the most massive agencies in Atlanta. And for some reason or other, he just sort of took to liking to me and he just like, he brought me on as a freelancer and we just mm. would chat here and there. And it wasn't, all of that formalized, but he mm-hmm. gave it, he gave me a chance and he took a risk on me. And, mm-hmm. you know, to this day, we still talk. Um, it has oh, that's probably awesome. been, it's probably been about maybe a year, but we would get together fairly often and just like catch up. And he's really, he's really, really one of those, those people in my lives that I think was a creative mentor and just mm-hmm. somebody that, you know, spent time and, you know, took a moment and that, that meant so much to me. Mm-hmm. And I think just the beginnings of that really planted seeds for, I think how important it is to, to just be open to wherever somebody is in their journey. So like, it's, it's for me where I'm, I'm at now, you know, I know a little bit more, but I still mm-hmm. need somebody in my life. Who's like down, he's, who's the next level down or up. Yep. And there are so many people who just, they have to, they have to go through some things. They have to hit some speed bumps, and they need somebody there to just say, "Hey, it's going to be all right." Yeah, and um, and I just oh, think yeah. that's so critical. Well, and I think the myth is that we can do it on our own. I think the myth is the, the idea of the self-made person, right? Yeah, yeah. The sort of archetype for our society of self-reliant, independent, whatever. And you kind of start to realize that self-reliance and independence comes through the support mm-hmm. and help of others, right? As you sort of as you sort of, um, as I've built the agency, you know, having these people that can help me 
think in ways that, you know, is beyond my natural sort of thinking ability or solve problems that I'm not used to solving or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's kind of in that dependence that you kind of build that independence, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. And I think that that is, um, you know, I think that that we, we lose something when we don't. I know that when I didn't have those relationships before, my life was definitely not as good. You know, it was definitely right. less rich. And I hit a yep. lot of those speed bumps way too over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kept hitting the same walls and didn't right. know why. Yeah, yeah. So, so how did that how did that end up helping uh you? Like who when how did that show up for you in a way that got you more focused and on track? Well, um pain is a great motivator. <laughs> and um <laughs> I think it'd be really good for me to actually be vulnerable with everybody in terms of some of my background stuff, because when I started closer and closer, I was a freelance artist. Uh, I have a, I have a, I think a natural ability with people and asking questions and earning their trust. And so we had started to earn trust with some really large clients here in LA and I was running really fast, but I had no handle on my business, on the cash flow, on the, on the Mm. sort of, um, vision and structure of it. It was just run and gun. And I think you kind of have to start there. A lot of times mm-hmm, you have to kind of start mm-hmm. as that ambitious amateur. Our theme this year in 2021 is turning pro as a company and going, what does it look like for us to go from people who are just really busy and have a lot to do and we're hustling really hard to people who are actually accomplishing something of value in the world, in the world. And so honestly, what ended up happening for me and started to to develop that muscle of asking for input and help was I hit a wall. Like we, I remember we got one of our biggest projects and we had finished a big project for a music festival. And so there was sort of, you have, you know, when everyone knows when you do a project, you don't get paid right away, but we had all these billings out and then we ran out of cash. Mm. (laughs) I remember having to tell my wife, like, Hey, we're out of, we're out of money. Like as a company, we had to loan the company tens of thousands of dollars and then put stuff on credit cards. Oh my gosh. And we, we got into, we were in a roughly around $50,000 of debt, which as a freelance, you know, an artist, that's a, it's yeah. a gigantic amount. Yep. And I called one of my friends that had always seemed like he was good with money. And I, I literally, I'm not the most smooth talking when it comes to this. I was just like, you always seem like you have money. How do you have money? <laughs> and that was the that was the whole that was the start of a relationship where like you said this guy i don't mentor with him anymore there was never an official like hey can you mentor me i just called him and i was like i was just so frustrated yeah and tired of being broke that i was just sort of desperate and so i was like can you tell me like i don't know how to ask this in a really formal way but if you can teach me anything you know about this because i i've always you use cash and mm-hmm. you always seem to like you always talk about these things in a certain way yep and um he started he was like he taught me the what was at the time the envelope system uh-huh and <laughs> so i learned the most boring practices <laughs> basic one two basic three. <laughs> you know i'm you know i'm going into meetings at these giant companies feeling like a big shot and then i go home and it's like you got to put the money in the envelopes and you know whatever uh-huh. and that was the start of my sort of education is what I really feel like was that moment. Um, and then another instance of that is this guy started a mastermind and he invited me to be a part of it. And so when I was in the room, there's some 12 other great people in the room and a mastermind is just a space where I would say like, usually it's business owners, entrepreneurs, 
so sometimes it'll be like um, some creatives join. Sometimes they'll start their own masterminds and they'll talk about how to grow their businesses or how to reach the next level of personal development, whatever the topic is. And there was a guy in the room who owned a trucking company and there was something about this guy where he had the qualities of what I really wanted to be. And it wasn't just financial and it wasn't physical or it was, it was, mm -hmm. um, the whole person, you know, yeah. I saw someone who had a great family. He was balanced. He had depth, you know, he had soul. And, um, after the mastermind, I called him and I was like, I don't know if this is weird, but I really want to, I really would love for you to rub off on me basically. Yeah. Yeah. And we've met for years and he taught me how to read a PNL. He taught me how to read a balance sheet. He taught me how to think about things, um, for myself and not mm -hmm. just look for someone else's perspective. Yeah. And we still talk every month, That's once awesome. a month. And That's awesome. those relationships, um, I'm finding more and more that when you find people who are on that same level, that it's not, it's not a big deal. Like they kind of, they're interested in actually working with someone who's engaged and mm -hmm. what they would say that I'm finding more and more is the relationship is reciprocal. Yeah. So what he's told me is I get a lot out of this as well. And, um, oh my God, like I couldn't even, I, I couldn't even put a price on how valuable <laughs> that, that experience has been. I don't, we're way off in the weeds now, but we, you know, through those mentors, we paid off our debt. We, you know, figured out how to get consistent cash flow, which allowed us to hire employees and pay people on time. Yeah. And it allows us to be a good agency for our artists. You yep. know, there's, yep. for us, it allows us money and finances allows us to live our values. You know, yep. that's the way I think money is not the end goal. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's that's my tangent. Okay, on so all, that's fantastic. I love that, and I and I just have to say to your audience that what you have just heard is so um, it's that is gold. It really is because you think uh, when you get into running a business or starting the thing that you do get caught up, like um, like we were talking about, that you sort of like run and gun. That's what Drew was saying, and mm -hmm. you realize very quickly like that burns you out and that you're actually wasting your talent in many ways and oh, you're wasting, sure. you're wasting um, and you're putting in jeopardy your um, kind of what you, what you can do in your sort of world or domain, call it whatever you want. And so mm -hmm. I love what you were saying there at the end. It's like, you know, money's not the object in the end, but the management mm -hmm. of it actually allows you to create and um, and build and build something mm -hmm. that's successful and that's something that is sustainable, which mm -hmm. allows you to do great work, and then you can scale that and grow that. And mm -hmm. I think the, you know, when, uh, when you were talking about the, you just sort of like going up to this person in the beginning and, and just sort of like I, I, you seem to know about money. I need to know that. And yeah. sometimes it's like desperation, you know. And it's like somebody <laughs> it really comes was. to you. Somebody comes to you. And they're like, I, they're, you're like, you're the drink of water that they need. Mm -hmm. It's actually, um, you, when you're on the other end of that, as the mentor, you, you, you realize, oh my gosh, I want to help this person. Like, mm -hmm. it's not, it's not the, how can I ever, I don't, how can I acknowledge that I don't know something? It's like the mm -hmm. opposite of that. And so mm -hmm. when you can acknowledge those things, like, I don't know everything. And mm -hmm. then that's when you're ready to be fed and that's when mm -hmm. you're ready to start being, um, gaining knowledge and, and growing. So 
Well, and that's, I mean, at the end of the day, what we're all after is contribution, I think, and purpose, right? Mm-hmm. So yep. when it comes down to it, you know, for the mentor, the mentee, you know, um, everyone wants to be able to give someone something, you know, that was probably given to them at one time by somebody mm-hmm. else. And so it's a reciprocal circle and a cycle. And I think um, this wasn't sort of in our agenda for today, but I think it'd be really great to talk a little bit about, I'm sure we both kind of have our own perspectives on this, but, mm-hmm. you know, as we talked about the idea of helping to give people grounded insight, you know, in this conversation that can help them navigate times of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things we can obviously talk about all the trends, we can talk about sort of the big picture stuff, but what would you say are the top three things on the on the sort of business admin financial side that an artist <laughs> could really focus on to give themselves stability in order to to have that time and space to do their art? Because this is something for me I'm passionate about. The more I get into it, is that I see so many artists who are held back in their careers because they don't have money, they don't know how to manage mm-hmm. their money, and it's and and they've they've distanced themselves from the business of art, and so they've mm-hmm. they've without realizing it and it's not because they're incapable or anything else their creative career is getting is getting overrun by financial distractions crises etc and there's yeah. no time to really be creative and they end up having to get a job yeah so yep what, what would you tell someone who's like i really want to you know get better at this so i can mm. do what i want to do Oh man, you know, there's obviously there's a there's a billion sort of business books and things like that that have like their formulas and you know ways to get organized. There's there's a book out there called uh, Essentialism that's all about time management. Um, that's mm-hmm. pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's something simple that uh, I really began doing a while back um, was thinking about like what are the what are the areas. And this is a little bit, little bit going to be a little bit more holistic, so a little mm-hmm. less specific. But I think it it has been a great help for me. And that is, um, what are the areas in your life if you could carve them up? Sort of, how would you categorize them? And mm-hmm. there are basically kind of these these sort of five domains, right? So you've got your personal life, your family life, uh, your vocation, your work, right? Um, spiritual, if that's that's a component of life, um, mm-hmm. and your com- and your community. Mm-hmm. And when you think about all those, then you can start asking questions, um, like if you're creating a little spreadsheet and those existed on the left-hand column. Mm-hmm. And then in these sort of verticals, we have kind of four questions. Mm-hmm. And these help these four questions that you ask for each one of these little domains, in the moment, you can do this each month, you can do this um, every week, you can do it mm-hmm. every day, however often that you feel like you need to. But the questions that you ask for each one of those is, let's say you're talking about work. You mm-hmm. can say, right now, what is right? So what is going right with my work right now? And it might be, I'm meeting people, I'm reaching out, um, I'm hearing back, et cetera. It could be anything. And mm-hmm. all you're doing is you're taking an inventory. And then the next question is, what's wrong? And so, mm-hmm. okay, what's not going right, right? Um, and you begin to fill in that, that little vertical. And then the next question, the third question is, what's confused? So what do you think Mm. is happening that isn't? Are you disoriented? Um, Are there things that you're just really uncertain about? Um, And then the fourth question in that is, what's missing? You know, so Mm. what, what, what needs to happen that hasn't happened yet? And you can use these like four questions in just about anything. 
Mm-hmm. And I like thinking about it in these sort of five domains because it's a little bit more holistic. You know, I'm married, I've got kids, I run a business with my wife, we've got people, you know, there's just a lot going on. And so, and it mm-hmm. also, it honestly helps me frame like what when we were talking about our, my contribution or our contribution, it helps frame up like, hey, what am I doing and how is it going to matter in these mm-hmm. areas? And so it keeps me really focused. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's huge. My wa- my wife and I do this every week as well. So hearing you talk about this is hilarious because we do the same thing. We divide <laughs> life up into yep. domains and we review it every week on Saturday mornings. So Saturday wow. morning, we, we've just said this is a time for us to reflect and work through these areas. And it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds so corny and making the time <laughs> for it is really weird. You're just like, what are we doing? Right. Like, we're like, working what are you on doing our... Saturday morning? What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Like we're not, we're, you know, now that we don't, there's, you can't even go out to brunch or some other yeah. thing. You kind of yep. go, okay, we've got this freed up time and people aren't really hanging out in person as much. So you've got more freed up time. Yep. And so we've really focused in, I mean, the gift of this year has been being able to focus in on this process. We don't have yeah. these questions. I just wrote them down because I'm going to uh-huh. steal them. But <laughs> But we go through a similar process of going, you know, we actually have a life vision for the year that's broken up into categories and sort of our vision for those areas, things that we want to accomplish. And we usually have yeah. one or two per area and then just sort of the, the action steps. And we just work yeah. through like every week going through them and going, we'll tackle this, this and this. Yeah. And yeah. But I love the questions here, reflectively speaking, um, because mm-hmm. they're so if you repeat these questions over and over. Um, these questions at first, you won't see what's happening, but if you yes. do this for a year, I promise yep. if you do it consistently, you're going to, you're going to be amazed by the results. Yeah. And I'll add to that. I think that so often when I'm talking to people and I'm just having a normal conversation and I might mention something like this, everyone is kind of like, wow, I, and I get this all the time. I never think about these things mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And they could be, they could be somebody who's like, in their early 20s, or they could be much older than me. Mm-hmm. And I'm always surprised at that. And then it's a moment to just say, look, if you have never thought about it, that's okay. But you should get started thinking about it because you, your time is an asset and mm-hmm. what you're doing matters. And so it's mm-hmm. like, once you start doing this, and as you're saying, you get into this exercise of doing it, it actually becomes second nature. And it mm-hmm. really helps when you start feeling it. You, feeling like, hey, what's going on? It settles you. And you Mm -hmm. find yourself being less uncertain Mm -hmm. and more like, hey, I know what to do in this moment. And I think think to that point, I think everyone should be living a process, right? A lot of times we're thinking in terms of end goals and end points, right? When -hmm. when COVID's over, then I can get back to my normal life, right? The way things were. When you start to realize that it's more important that you're living the process, you know, Mm -hmm. and going, I'm going to go through ups and downs. I'm going to fail. I'm going to succeed. But I do this process no matter what. And the process is actually what makes you, we'll use success as the best word that I can think of for this right now. But it's what will give you that sense of ease and control as you're going mm-hmm. through things. It doesn't mean there aren't hard things. But in our culture, it's so easy to be moving quickly. And mm-hmm. you miss, you're, you're getting so much stuff done that you miss the important stuff. And yeah. this, I, this habit right here, if this is the only thing people were left with, if they were to just do this. I think it would really, really be a powerful. But that being said, what mm-hmm. would be a second thing? <laughs> Wait, all of that is just one? Okay. <laughs> Your um, personal, I would say it's having a personal set of yeah. vision, values, you know, a reflection practice yep, that you, yep. you work through on a regular basis. So that's one, getting your personal life sort of in order that way. 
yeah, what would be number think, two? Yeah, I think so. You're taking stock. Um, mm-hmm. You're really evaluating. You're looking at kind of thing. Um, I think that sort of practically, like as you were getting at, um, you know, we can kind of think that, hey, after COVID, I'm going to get back to these things. And I was talking to my dad the other day, who's 86. And he's like, I asked him, hey, so what would you do if you had more time? Mm. And he's, <laughs> he's a pretty open guy. And, um, and he's like, you know what? I would, I would learn an instrument. And he – or I would spend more time doing music. And it was interesting because he kind of was talking about it in the past tense. You know, like, oh, there isn't any more time. And so I think that we we have to sort of redirect our thinking around our our and our perception around this sense of time and that we don't have enough of it when you know and that was such a good example for me when I was thinking about my dad because I'm like you're not dead yet mm-hmm. so you still have time so who cares mm-hmm. if you're learning the basics you're doing it mm-hmm. um and so I think the same thing it's like using this time to learn a new skill. You know, if you're an illustrator, try, try learning After Effects, get into animation. That's such a big part of, I think, where the industry has been going and it will be a part of the future. I don't think it's, in some ways, it's almost like it's becoming, a. Um, uh, it's just an, it's, a, it's, a, it's an entry point now. You have to sort mm-hmm. of understand how that works. And I think if you're a designer, hey, you need to become better acquainted with like Sketch or Figma or mm-hmm. collaborative web-based software and tools and things like that to, where you can bring in development and um, and really help mm-hmm. form you and shape you. So I think you know now's a great time, and it's always a great time. But I think now more than ever, where mm-hmm. maybe we have a little bit more time on our hands, you know, to really mm-hmm. focus on learning some some new skills. Yeah. So number one is develop a reflection practice. Number two is create a cultivate a habit of growth. Is what I think of here okay. is look for ways to be continually growing and improving. Look. Don't wait till after the after COVID don't wait after till, you know, things are settled and more simple or whatever. Um, make it a habit of growing. Um, and I yeah. just want to second what you said here about learning animation for all of the illustrators listening, learn animation. Like it's so it's, it's becoming an expectation mm-hmm. for clients to want to hire an illustrator animator. And a lot of times they don't have the budget to do both. Yep. And a lot of times it's too much coordination also to get both because they're looking for a little three-second looping GIF or something like that. And you don't have to be a master at animation, but using it as a sort of accent to what you do mm-hmm. can give you a huge advantage, especially right now with where the industry is going because there's so much work in that area. Yep. Oh, yeah, it's huge. Um, so, and I think it's it's even like what you're talking about, even if it's a three-second loop. I think when you're on our end, let's say that you're on the on the agency side and you're hiring, you know, we want to be able to promote too. We want to be able to promote your work, those projects, because we think they're really killer. And let's say that like for us, we hire out and commission so much illustration that, you know, not every piece is going to be animated, but, and we know that it's all going to be great. So we have a lot to choose from, but let's say that you are working for, um, I don't know, uh, an alumni magazine, or you're working for another whoever you're working for. And it's like, Oh my gosh, I finally got to the permission to commission an illustration, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's a moment for, as you're looking around where you're like, okay, and then I want to promote that. And so that's where animation will help really help win is that you have to really be thinking about like, where are all these deployments? It's not, it's no longer just sort of a print moment. It's, mm-hmm. Hey, we need to have a social moment. We need to have 
a little promotional video in this other place. It needs to live a little bit longer than, you know, the three seconds it's being created. Mm-hmm. No, that's great. No, that's awesome. So reflection practice, growth habit, what would be the third thing? Um, I think that, um, I think right now I probably not, not losing hope. Mm. Um, and I, and I say that because agencies are really getting back online. Um, they're beginning to ramp up. The phone is ringing a little bit more emails are, are coming in and we're, we're, we are working really hard at, at sort of getting the fires back up so that we can get the machine back up and running. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, you know, don't know that agencies are doing that work. They don't want to be sitting around. And so the work is coming. So it's a great time to prepare for that. It's a great time to Mm -hmm. reach out to people and build some of those relationships. Um, even Mm -hmm. if there's nothing there, like, you know, oftentimes in a season where you're like, I need to, I need to reach out and see if there's work. How about reaching out and just saying hello? And mm-hmm. there isn't this obligation on the other end of, or an expectation that I need work. You're just mm-hmm. saying, Hey, build a relation and build a relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to make that number four. Cause I feel like that habit of, if, if you're a freelance artist, reaching out consistently and sharing your work, it's so mm-hmm. simple. I know a lot of people feel like they're bothering someone when they do mm-hmm. it. It's, mm-hmm. they might not respond to your email, but that's okay. There's, yep. I promise you there a lot of people are seeing it. And they probably don't have anything. They're busy. They've got a lot on their plate. Um, but that habit, if you do that continually, I think, again, you'd be amazed. Don't make it complicated. You don't need a sales pitch. You can, something as simple as, hey, I'm checking in to see how you're doing. Here's some new work I've been working on. You know, mm-hmm. hope you're well. It probably won't turn any, it won't turn into anything right away. But yep. that is a powerful habit. Yep, yep. Yeah, so much of that is like two of our core values are creativity and relationships. Mm-hmm. And ta- time and again, like relationships is what got us through COVID mm-hmm. more than anything else. It was long-term relationships with people that we had built trust with. And one of the craziest things is that as we talked to those clients, in the midst of that, they were asking us, hey, how can we get work to you? What do you need? And you know, can we just come up with things for you to do too? And yeah. that would not have been there if there hadn't been years of um, just building trust or just knowing that we were there or making ourselves available or yep. saying hello or any of that. And I think that's just, you know, that's just being decent. And yep. it's also, um, it's an important part of doing the work that we do. Mm-hmm. No, totally. I think developing relationships and that kind of goes back to mentors, you know, the people that end up pouring into you. Mm-hmm. Those mentors, if they're not official, I've learned so much from some of the producers that we've gotten to know, some of the creative directors. They'll tell you things about the industry. They'll tell you things about where they see things going in terms of production and creativity and all that kind of yeah. stuff because they've got their fingers across this. So those people can be your unofficial mentors. Don't yep. write the, Don't move through the transaction without yep. establishing a relationship. That's right. right. When, yeah. you're, when you're working together, there's some good people on those calls. And you never know what that relationship could lead to. Um, And, you know, just in terms of life satisfaction, it's good to have, you know, people, you know, and that you can actually collaborate with Mm -hmm. um, because these are the people that are going to help you get through the job and fight for your work and they're going to advocate. Right. And so I think it's just a sort of human thing to, to build bonds with people that then you can support each other when you're going through something. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Well, this was great. It did not go where I thought it was going to go. Um, but that's part I really, three. yeah, that's part three. I feel like, you know, our, our sort of intention here of helping people to stay grounded and giving them hope right now, I feel like we've done, we've moved in that direction. I hope that people walk away from this podcast feeling like they've got um, a new and interesting perspective to view the current world situation through and view their work through. And I hope they feel like they got something out of these sort of practical applications. Mm -hmm. And I want to challenge you guys today to really focus on applying these things. Um, this, if you did this, you know, for the next year and you just made these things a habit and really focused on turning, implementing these practices into your life, um, they're going to make such a big impact, not only in your career, but on your personal life. Um, so focusing on those fundamentals, developing good habits, um, Jose, thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. I love it. Anytime. Thanks for tuning in to the Closer and Closer podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to receive the latest episodes. You don't want to miss some of the incredible conversations that we have coming up. They'll be full of powerful insight to help you reach your full creative potential. To find out more about us, visit www.closerandcloser.co.